Welcome to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast. I'm Ludmila, founder and CEO of Rampic, a B2B digital marketing agency. We help tech founders get the most of their marketing effort and promote their stories to our audience. We believe that every tech founder has a unique story and their business needs attention. Stick around till the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can become our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Hello and welcome to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast. This is the space where founders and entrepreneurs share the unconventional visions and stories. Today, I'm here with Jared Tang, the founder of Gaggle Social. Jared, welcome to the show. Mila, thanks for having me. Uh, Jared, uh, from your quite extended background, um, marketing, hiring, tech, can you give like my audience a brief introduction? What uh, brought you to the tech space and why did you start started Gaggle Social? Absolutely. So a uh, bit, bit of a background here. Um, from New York and I went to school for advertising promotions and that's kind of where I found a love for, for business and uh, operations and uh, a little bit of an entrepreneurial side of the uh, spectrum as well. And, um, you know, that's when I graduated and I was looking for opportunities and I found technology recruitment and I, and I fit in perfectly. It was great and the market uh, was was phenomenal. It was a lot of fun to work with people who were looking for roles. and um, and And then COVID hit, and then I realized uh, kind of the, as you say, the the pitfall, the downfall that the actual industry really does provide in technology recruitment, which is very, very expensive lock and key uh, service provision, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, what that looked like for us was people that I was working with uh, and team members that I had were looking for other new roles or a new talent uh, in technology space. And it was difficult, right? People were getting laid off, people were uh, losing their budgets. And, and, and in return, what the companies that you know were in the US were doing was they're actually raising their rates. They realized the supply and demand chain there. And they recognized this was an opportunity that you know talent was at an all-time low. People were holding close to their their cards and uh, and and money wasn't as accessible as it had been in the past. So for us to have raised uh, our our minimums and for other people to have raised their minimums, it became a little bit of a conundrum that I really wasn't, wasn't interested in being a part of. So I recognized this problem. I went ahead and I built Gaggle Social, which is designed to help businesses eliminate the major bottlenecks in the tech hiring process uh, through functionality that's designed to help shorten uh, and save money uh, and really be focused in a niche environment so that we can get away from the one size fits all some of the major platforms we're providing today. That's 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 perfect. Uh, and can you um give us a little bit more detail how exactly uh Gaggle Social addresses the, the those challenges? Because the hiring in tech has been hectic and especially recently, exactly as you were saying, like uh, and the layoffs. So yeah. how how does Gaggle Social fit fit in between of all those challenges and how, what what sort of problems do you solve? Absolutely. So we we approach it. Uh, by trying to eliminate some of the bottlenecks, like I'd mentioned, or or frustrations that HR and IT leaders are struggling with regularly when scaling their teams. And we do that by addressing it uh, and trying to figure out uh, more about not only what their problems are to build some of those very niche and focused 
uh, functionality. But through our flagship features, we 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 approach maybe attack transparency at its heart, right? And we we be, we can basically skim down both sides uh, of the hiring process by shortening skills evaluation by up to seventy three point two percent, as well uh, as refining and curating uh, shortlists to be more manageable by up to 85%. And we do this through our skills matrix. Our skills matrix is an easy to look at table-like format. And that format allows you to represent and advertise your technology experience very quickly and very easily. So that way, when you're looking at a profile, I know exactly how much experience or time has been spent within certain roles using specific apps and modules under a given enterprise platform. So for example, that might look like I'm looking for a Salesforce admin with four years of experience in sales cloud. And I'm having a hard time doing that through other platforms because there is no governance to being able to apply to those roles. You, anybody who wants to apply can apply. Like say, for example, I'm a doctor. I can go ahead and I can apply to a Salesforce role. This is incredible, right? And vice versa. Um, so at the end of the day, what we do is we actually prevent applicants from applying to roles that don't match their skills. And that allows us to create shortlists that are obviously more curated and shorter. And then through that table-like format, reviewing the application of that person, you can see a lot more of their experience much faster. So that way you can make more actionable decisions much sooner, all without the help of a third-party recruiter. That That's awesome. And actually, I have like two questions here. First, sure. I actually registered uh, within the platform. Perfect. And I, I did look at the uh, skills metrics my, myself, and it looks amazing. It gives you like a snapshot, and uh, you don't really need to spend a lot of time going for somebody's CV to confirm the markers that are important, like skills or experience or um, any platform-related capabilities uh, of a person. So my question is, uh, why, like, how do you see that skill uh, skills uh, matrix work for different actors because definitely you work with the uh, applicants, you would work with the uh, hiring firms. So, what does it give them? Like, what does it give to every uh, participant on the platform? What What are the benefits? Absolutely. So, it it adds a level of credibility across the board, right? I mean, I want to know that where I'm receiving my information from is credible. So, I can actually go ahead and look at that from everybody's profiles. Right. So when somebody goes ahead and fills that out and they leave a comment on a post or they make a post, I can double check the accuracy of that just by quick looking, quickly looking at, you know, what it is that their experience looks like in general. Right. And while that is obviously based on an honor system at this point where we are looking for ways to uh, improve credibility even further on that. But the other benefit, too, is uh, is that not only are you shortening that evaluation of skill and you're able to basically check credibility you're also going to get a good understanding of how much total experience they have without having to read through a resume or make a phone call a single time, right? Once that phone call does happen, you can actually repurpose that time to be a little bit more personable, ask soft skill-based questions, learn more about this person as a professional and as a person, and spend just a little bit less time on their experience, which is usually what happens in the first pre-screening calls. And what actually, you know, one of the biggest pitfalls that we see a lot of times is that on paper, skills look phenomenal. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of how quickly you have to turn things around, a lot of the time what we'll find is that people will make selection errors in their hiring processing because of the fact that they spent too much time on their skills and not enough time checking for culture fit checking for soft skills, checking for 
you know, whether or not this person would be reliable, right? And those are some of the ways that, you know, if we can reduce that and we can actually make it so that way you're a little bit more aware of what this person's abilities are up front, your third round can be more based upon, is this person right for my team, not is this person right for the role? That's a great way to refocus the whole hiring process. And indeed, rating like the soft skills, uh, judging by the resume, it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's a thing, uh, it's a thing of the past. Uh, and what, like my second question to you, you explicitly, explicitly do not allow professional recruiters on your platform. Can you explain why? Yes, absolutely. Well, having been in the recruitment space and, and recognizing, you know, that that was a lock and key moment for us. When I realized now that the reason why people were working with me is because they didn't have the time or the knowledge and not necessarily the cash at the times that it was booming, right? It, it made it pretty evident to me right there and then that there are gaps that the platforms that we historically rely on are not filling, right? And that's a shame, right? Isn't that a shame to think about the fact that, you know, we rely so heavily on some of these programs and there's very little checks and balance. There is there there is a, a frenzy that you receive. I mean, right now the average uh, applications, average number of applications that you receive for a Salesforce role is up to about 300 people per per role, right? Imagine spending hours going through people just to find that they were just never a good fit to begin with. When you can cut that down, you can say, listen, this role might not be the best fit for you, but we have other ones that may be even even more exciting for you. In the future, right? Um, and another uh, another aspect of that, as well, would be, I think, simply the concept of trying our hardest to save them money, right? And and at the end of the day, it's twelve thousand to twenty five thousand dollars per hire, usually through a tech recruiter, and that's just something that just didn't need to doesn't need to be spent because with the proper tools and the proper programming. It's, it's almost, we were pretty much provided an environment that allows people to use the tools that most recruiters are using in general without well, all in one spot, right? So we're giving you the power and the knowledge that you didn't normally have before without having to go through the three, four weeks of training that you have to go as a recruiter because they're pretty specialized. It's a hard job, right? You got to know the stuff. You got to talk to the right people. You got to know how to sell to both sides. You have to know how to negotiate. And then from there, then you have to know how to do paperwork. So it's a very intensive role uh, that's what they charge so much because it, it is a lot it's a lot to offer a lot to ask for um and a lot to provide but at the end of the day it's it's always a, it's always a rat race who can do it first who can do it the fastest you're never really working with just one recruiter you're working with three or four right so who can get me the best candidate right now quickest i'll get this role together and i'll move it forward if we can provide them that environment where it's faster to understand what this person does you get uh shorter short lists in general so we do the pre-vetting for you so that when you're doing your next set of pre-vetting Right. You, you take that um, some of the frustration, the struggles out of that as well. And then we can leave you in an environment where you can truly connect with your applicant from the first connection, from the first conversation, as opposed to rerouting it. You know, I work for so and so corp. I'm, you know, on a contract basis with this person at this company. And now after this, you and I will talk periodically as you speak to them and figure it out. It's just so impersonal. We want to provide an environment where right now you can work with them. Right now you can talk to them, and it and it's all it's all copacetic and it's all good. Wow, 
Uh, this is a perfect explanation. And actually, I never thought about how beneficial it could be for tech companies to actually like cut the middleman. You don't need it. You don't, you simply don't need that step. You don't need that connecting kind of thing between yeah. you and your candidates. That's, That's brilliant. True. That's true. That's and brilliant. it's a lot of money. Think about how much money that really is. If I was to hire five people, right? I'm, 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 I'm easily spending, um, you know, well over 70 grand, right? At that point, plus the cost of each job posting for how long they were posted, because usually you work with the recruiter after things didn't, you know, go well in your own attempt, right? And the cost of the hiring team, right? And their time, right? They could have been spending their time elsewhere hiring for other things. And then now the salary of the person. So your overall investment is, is very heavy. Um, and it's only really fit for the larger organization, right? And or, or the enterprise level business. And that's just probably the minority at this point, right? Of businesses out there are, you know, we have we have millions of startups and middle uh, or mid-level companies. And when you look at, you know, as a whole, we have, you know, a handful of really, really powerful companies probably can afford to spend that much money regularly. Uh, who is your best kind of like market segment at the moment? Because from, from what I'm listening and kind of I'm kind of thinking about like smaller firms that don't have uh, big recruiting budgets, but at the same time can pay decent salaries uh, to the right candidates. Yep. Can we talk about more about whom, whom, whom exactly you help? Absolutely. So we have a three sided market that we service. Right. And 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 that's based around uh, you know, job seekers looking for, for, for work. We have um, companies looking to hire. And then we have the channel partners, which is kind of a, a mixture of things, right? Those are the people who are the MSPs of the world that are providing the services that may need to hire as well as find new opportunities because it's their business model, right? Or the native applications that are basically being sold to people who are you know looking to improve their already existing system through a solution that they've designed, right? So our, our direct markets there. Now, our our, our largest market of, of, of um, users right now is on the talent side, right? They're coming in, they're checking it out, they're they're communicating with friends, they're making new friends, um, and and they're they're using our base level product just to communicate. At this point, we're going to eventually add you know more to that to improve that social experience farther, so that people can say, right, this is somewhere that I can go into for an all inclusive experience. Right. And then we have our pilot product that's servicing the other side of the market, right? The people who are not only looking for the jobs, right, but also the people who are looking to streamline their hiring process, which falls into those those latter two buckets of company and channel partner. So it looks like um, Gaggle Social sits in, in between. So it connects all the dots for all the three groups of uh, players, right? Pretty much. That's the goal also is to, to continue to improve that. I mean, we, we want right now we're able to shorten uh, the hiring process for some roles by up to 30%, right? Which is phenomenal, right? But we, we're looking and aiming to get that down to about 40. So that way it's it's almost like faster than what we've historically been used to and faster than working with a recruiter. So that way you never feel like it is uh, a burden to do it. It should be fun. It should be exciting. I'm meeting new people. I'm networking while I'm hiring I'm, I'm bringing the right people on, right? So we're already beating that number uh, and the time it takes to hire through historical uh, channels as well as recruiters, but even farther, we're reinforcing that, trying to make that even better for us. So that way, we can do it even quicker. That's super cool. Uh, 
Jared, if somebody would like to get started and like from the tech founders perspective, uh, we're talking about more of the firms that they're hiring, what would be the best way to get started with Gaggle Social? Sure, sure. I mean, Gaggle Social is free to use, right? You can you can join the platform. We actually offer a, a free default feature as well. Uh, that is uh, an interesting area for us too, because it's actually uh, unique to what we do. And it's called anti-bias talent management. And I'll get a little bit more into that in a second. But basically, you can access Gaggle Social uh, through any web browser for free. Um, it's www.gagglesocial.com. Um, and for the talent, for the candidates that are actively seeking new employment and employment, the, the route is going to be the same. So go to www.gagglesocial.com, register, and see what's in there. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. And you mentioned like an exciting new feature for talent management. Can you talk a little bit more about it? Absolutely. So we have spoken to our market and we've recognized that because of the inundation uh, of applications that are being submitted, people feel that they're being overlooked due to biases and race, culture, uh, sexual orientation, creed, religion. And it's not something that a lot of people are aware of that they may even also do. Right. But at the end of the day, it is. And we will always have social bias norms because it's almost it's only human nature. Right. To to want to work with people who are most like you. So, you know, to fit the equal opportunity employment boom that we we have seen, you know, we've built this anti-bias talent management feature that allows applicants to apply to those roles using the same channels that we mentioned before. But when a hiring manager posts their job for free, it will actually give them all of the applicants that have submitted a anonymous view, right? And you'll only be able to see the applicant's experience, um, or not sorry, they'll be able to see the experience, but they will be able to see the where they worked uh, and their resume um, after they've already invested into this applicant. So that way there is a sense of urgency that I, I still need to look at this person, even if off the top of my head right now, I'm having a subconscious bias. I'm still inclined to look further and explore more because I've already spent a part of my budget on this person and I've invested in this person. So I'm investing in my hiring process. And in, in, in turn, I need to ensure that this person is not a stone that's overturned. So this is like a fair play, right? For yep. for everybody, and uh, you cut off the bias uh, right right from the start. Yeah, effectively, wow. we, that's what that's what the goal is, right? And then on top of that, like let's say for example that you unlock no candidates, and the cam and the unlocking part is actually nominal, right? I mean, depending on how close of a match they are, the highest that it will go up to for a hundred percent match is five dollars per uh, unlock, right? And and in the grand scheme of things, the average cost for a single job on LinkedIn is about seven dollars a day. You're going to get probably about 100 applicants in your first in your first wave, right? What we're going to see from there is we're going to see probably about 40 to 60 enter your shortlist based on the requirements that you have, right? And then from there you can whittle that down. So we're further improving the the concept of shorter and more manageable shortlists, right? And we're allowing you to go through this with an equal opportunity lens and saying everybody who's applying for this role showcase with the credible so i should get everybody who is whose you know profile interests me the same respect phenomenal because the it looks like in uh the oral concept of gaggle social you tackled so many industry issues jared that's amazing i'm very very impressed and i'm pretty Thanks sure so 
uh, that for like for the for the my audience for the B two B tech founders and uh, of, of of course uh, the market is going up and down uh, here and there, but there is always a need to hire. And I guess uh, I'm, I'm not guessing. I'm convinced that through Google, Google Social, you can do it ethically, giving equal opportunities, cheaper and faster than within any other solution on the market. Jared, thank you so much for investing your time and effort into building such a great product. Thank you for so much for having me. And it was, it was a phenomenal experience talking to you. <laughs> Jared, thank you so much. And everybody who's listening, please feel free to connect to Jared Tang on LinkedIn and go to www.gagglesocialalloneword.com to experience the system yourself. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Ludmilla here. Thanks so much for listening to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast. If you are a B2B Tech founder who would like to be on the show, visit podcast.rampic.agency. If you've got something from this interview that you would like to share, please go ahead and post a link to this episode on social media. Just grab a link, send it to a friend. If you know someone who will be a great guest on the show, tag them in your post. So let them know about the show and include our podcast name, which is B2B Tech Founders Lounge, in your post. I love seeing your post and guest suggestions. We are adding new episodes frequently, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. This means a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Visit us at Rampic Agency website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.